It's just after 8 o'clock in the big city. It's time for America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rappaputi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada-style pub with three locations. One on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the Strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non-invasive scan today for peace of mind. Visit pdcenterlv.com. Rob Ritchie, Farmers Insurance, 702-335-5744, 702-335-5744. Laborers Union 872, the builders of Allegiant Stadium and the Las Vegas Ballpark, home of the Aviators. Promodirect.com, use K-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com, and by William Hill. Race and Sportsbook, America's leading race and sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. Ah, uh, here we go, baby. A Monday. That's right. KT is here on a Monday. You know college basketball. It is the uh, bracket time. It is the madness of March, and uh, KT had to be in here. Producer Mark Coke at the helm. And a couple guests in studio, so nobody on the PSBR Law hotline tonight, but a couple guests in studio. My good pal, you know, TV at work, Thomas Viola, and uh, Christy Maria, his pal from Syracuse, coming out here and uh, making it out here. And and Chris, not no relation to Angel Maria, uh, Di Maria, I should say, as far as uh, uh, you know, for you soccer fans out there. And Tommy, of course, TV at work, you know, he's a big time soccer fan. Yes, you'll even get. Potentially some plays for the uh, Champions League as it cruises on through with uh, TV at work. And always appreciate Tom stopping in the studio. Where are we? PSBR Law Studios, the best in personal injury. Panache, Boyle, Rabaputi, PSBRlaw.com. Over $4.5 billion in verdicts and settlements the last four years now for their clients. Strength by your side, the relentless pursuit of justice. Brian Panache, senior partner, Southern California for a long time. They've got that practice there for better than 25 years there in SoCal. And now here in the Vegas Valley, it is year number four. The best in personal injury, you know the 702 for Vegas. Jot it down. You may need it in the future. 830-9353. 830-9353. Strength by your side. The relentless pursuit of justice is PSBRlaw.com. Thomas Viola, great to see you. And uh, tell me a little bit about uh, how you met uh, Chris DiMaria. And uh, I know you guys are Syracuse, but I mean, did you know each other before you got to the Cuse or did you connect there? Uh, yeah, great to be back here, Ken. And of course, Chris, it's not his first time on the show here. He stopped by a couple weeks ago when Jason and I were filling in for you. But yeah, to answer your question, we met through a mutual friend. One of uh, the other members of my fraternity knew Chris, and we met through him. And then we kind of really became friends during that miracle Syracuse Final Four run. That's when our whole friend group really came together in college. Good stuff, Chris. On the other hand, I mean, is TV 
a friend or, or just one of those acquaintances because you're South Jersey. He's North Jersey. He's wearing that Jets green and white. I got a feeling you got the Eagles green and white somewhere in your closet. Um, no, we, I mean, Tom told it perfectly. We, you know, became friends probably junior year of college is when, uh, we became real tight. And then, uh, you know, we, we put our differences aside, uh, because we were all rooting against Virginia and, um, when, you know, you create that bond and then all of a sudden, you know, you're, you're friends for life. And so, uh, you know, I bounced around the country. I worked in Buffalo and Tulsa, uh, had wonderful times working there. Uh, but then Tom finally dragged me out here and said, Hey, you know, you really want to talk sports for a living. This is where you go. And so, uh, you know, that's what I did. And it's been beautiful. I'm just bracing for the heat because, you know, I, I know the Oklahoma summers, but I know it, it ain't nothing when you compare it with the with the Vegas summers. Yeah, but here's the thing. And, and I'll just tell you because, you know, back there, even in New York State, and I'm being from Jersey, you know, the humidity there is much different than out here. So, yeah, it's still hot. 105, 108 is still 110, whatever it is. It's still hot, right? But where are you going to be? You're going to be in an air-conditioned building, an air-conditioned car, hopefully. Now, that's a problem. If you don't have air conditioning in your car, that's where, you know, the summer is really. now. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you want to get on that right, right right now. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, uh, you know, other other than that, or you're going to be in a pool, you know, somewhere. So, uh, not, not, too, not too hard to take. And for the four months of heat that we uh, put up with here, I'll take the other eight months you know, we just need some more rain. Uh, we got to get uh, some more water there in Lake Mead and uh, make sure that we have water here so that we uh, can continue to exist in the beautiful desert. But I love Vegas and uh, Henderson, Summerlin, Vegas. It's it's all a great melting pot. We may have the Oakland A's coming here. I mean, how about this? Five basketball tournaments over the weekend concluding. I went to the uh, finale there at Dollar Loan Center. Now, not the greatest crowd, but what a great venue. And uh, being that I had, you know, called games for a couple teams from the uh, Big West in years past, UC Riverside and Long Beach State, I was like, you know what, I'm going to help this tournament next year sell out because that is a great venue, Tommy, Dollar Loan Center. And I know you're a big hockey guy, so the Golden Knights, but the Silver Knights play at the Dollar Loan Center. Yeah, I was actually just telling Chris yesterday we got to go to a, down to a Silver Knights game. I went with a couple of my buddies a couple weeks ago, and I, we're sitting center ice two rows back from the uh for, for, from the what the benches and i'm just like wow um, man how much do i owe you for the tickets and my buddy goes oh just like 150 each it was no big deal don't worry about it and i'm like what and he goes no they were 20 bucks a piece for these insane i love it seats. though yeah. he got you oh, no it's, no don't worry about it 100, yeah. 150 a piece man yeah they were, they were cake but it, it's insane seats for dirt cheap prices and it's so much fun like it's still good hockey it's not the nhl but you know what it's hopefully, given the state of the Knights, uh, given the state of the Knights prospects, hopefully we'll be seeing a bunch of those guys come up to the NHL someday. And it's fun. It's a good time. All right, let's bring in producer Mark Hoke. Of course, he's a regular as far as with the mic on Monday nights. KT sitting in tonight because brackets coming out. College basketball, one of my top two favorite sports in the world. So I had to had to jump in. Mark Hoke. Your Penn State Nittany Lions, I was very proud of oh, them, man. Within a bucket of winning that uh, winning that Big Ten title, but still uh, played their way in for sure. If there were any doubts, and uh, really looked strong and dismantled Indiana down the stretch. That was I was listening to that broadcast on the IU network, and they were not happy. But you know, professional I'm trying to uh, remember their broadcaster, but he's been there for better than four decades, and. Uh, yeah, they're just real professional, but like basically, we got our butts kicked. Was he sad? No, 
He's uh, very professional. That's what Are I you say. Sure? He's, oh yeah. Because I think he was sad. Oh, I'm sure. Well, I think I, they were all sad. Well, but yeah, the, it, you know, this was a, a a very experienced group of guys. You know, four seniors in the starting lineup. You know, and you know, Jalen's a you know second team All American. I think, and man, those guys just played their butts off. Yeah, I mean, Pickett can play, and, no doubt. And and they they got a really good draw because when you actually took a look at, it, they beat Illinois twice. They beat just beaten Northwestern, and they had blown out Indiana. So that played out really well for them. And boy, I'll tell you, just that bad run in the second half, or they might have been the Big Ten champs. I mean, that was uh, pretty impressive, especially considering there's nobody to match up with Edie. I mean, they 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 don't have any you know, height on that team. So, very impressive effort by the guys, and you know, a little heartbroken they couldn't quite finish the job, but still a great season. It's good to finally be back in the tournament. So, Chris, let me throw it to you now. Yeah. Uh, you have a two point uh, uh, a Rutgers win earlier in the year against Purdue. And then they played them tooth and nail in the semifinal or in the uh, was it a quarterfinal, maybe the quarterfinal. Rutgers won their first game, taking care of business, and then uh, knocked out Michigan. I thought that was a playing game. So did Mark. We were thinking, yeah. you know what, as long as Rutgers doesn't get blown out by Purdue because they already split with them during the regular season, then they're, they're going to be okay. In fact, I, and I, don't, I don't even know if they played too, but I know Rutgers beat them uh, by a point. And so I'm thinking, I know Rutgers has, you know, 13 losses at the time until that loss in the Big Ten tournament to Purdue. But they were, I mean, Omanori, I mean, they got jobbed on a couple calls. Um, Okay, McConnell, I mean, Spencer, they've got some players. And and I think Pike was one of the better coaches in the country that that doesn't get a lot of respect. I I really think he's done a nice job there. And, uh, yeah, sometimes it's, you know, not pretty. They They could go a few minutes without scoring. But they could also shut you down and keep you off the board for several minutes. Were you surprised that A, Rutgers didn't get in, and then B, that Nevada got in after losing to San Jose State in the first round of the Mountain West tournament right out here in Vegas? So, uh, in order, yes, I was very surprised that Rutgers didn't get in. There were a couple of eyebrow raisers. Um, I might get uh, a lot of uh, flack for this, but I didn't think NC State deserved to get in personally. Um, you know, not a good record away from home. Uh, you know, they were one of the last teams in. I, I didn't. I thought Utah State, as good as they were down the stretch, were a little high seeded uh, in my opinion. And uh, so you have NC State getting a bye. Uh, Nevada, I was okay with because I respect San Diego State so much. I put out a few videos uh, saying I think they're going to lose in the first round, and you know people are like, oh, don't sleep on San Diego State. I really respect them. I think they're a really good team. So a loss to them in the first round, yes, it's a first round loss, but that's not a bad loss necessarily um, to a very good team. So I wasn't entirely surprised Nevada got in. I thought Arizona State deserved to get in. They're one of the more, most talented teams. Yeah, but not San Diego in the State. Country. Not San Diego um, State. San Jose State. San Jose State. Sorry, um, San Jose State. Who, and Tim Miles. Tim Miles had a nice team. They yeah, won twenty. Uh, they won twenty games. A solid team. Yeah. I, yeah, I but not San Diego San State. State but, get in. Uh, I I understood why they didn't get in. Not as not as much of a you know fantastic uh, regular season. But yeah, no, San, yeah, Jose San Jose State, State did not deserve. Yeah, San Jose State. I that's who they yeah, lost. San Jose to. State did not deserve to be in. But <laughs> uh, I don't think Nevada deserved to be in based on. You know, their resume, they don't have any real impressive wins. They beat a few teams that made the tournament, but lower echelon teams. And I'm saying my my feeling is if I took Nevada and I put them in the Big Ten for the season, 20-game season, 
They do no better than 10 and 10. There's no way that team wins more than 10 games into, inside the Big Ten. That's my personal feeling as far as Alford's team. And, uh, you know, there's some players there, but at the end of the day, I'll take Rutgers on a neutral court all day against Nevada. I think so. And I actually, given their strength of schedule and their performance, especially with injuries throughout the season, I thought Oklahoma State deserved to get in even more than Rutgers. Obviously, they're the one seed in the NIT now, but I thought Oklahoma State deserved to get in. Uh, I When I made my bracket, I did my own bracketology. I made my own bracket. Uh, I didn't have them in because I didn't think they would get in. I was trying to get in the minds of the committee. Um, but I thought they would let Rutgers in. I thought Rutgers could have even gotten a bye. I thought they could have been the last four byes with how good they were this season, how good they were on neutral courts this season. There are a lot of teams in this bracket that are terrible on neutral courts and away from homes, and they're going to get exposed in the first round. Rutgers is certainly not any of them. And I would take Rutgers against a lot of the higher-seeded teams in this tournament. I absolutely agree they should have gotten in. TV, your take. I mean, I was just as surprised as you guys were about Rutgers not making it. You know, of course, with the New Jersey connections here, going to be supporting the Scarlet Knights. Uh, uh, and I'm disappointed because it, it means that we get uh, we get robbed of a classic of some classic Big Ten rivalries, like a potential matchup of Rutgers UCLA. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's uh, you know back in the back in the day when you that was good. <laughs> Back in the day, before you guys were growing up, there I, I want to say it was a Rutgers UCLA game uh, back in the back in the day, nineteen forty three. Ken, no, no nineteen seventy six. When Rutgers made the final four yeah, with you, Phil you Sellers, correct. Mike Dabney, correct. Eddie Jordan, pretty good team. And uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's been a long time for Rutgers, but I thought Pikele did an outstanding job. Again, they lost when you're nineteen and thirteen, and then you lose uh, that game to Purdue. But you know. You got Purdue as a one seed, and you're telling me that Rutgers beats them and then loses in the Big Ten tournament in a game that Rutgers led for probably a good 25 minutes, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. at least maybe 30 minutes. Yeah, and I had them in too. Ken, I I had done my bracket in it. I hit 62, so I was one off Jerry Palm and uh, Lenardi. Yeah, I, but I, I I had I had Nevada out. I had Nevada out. I and and. I, I may still catch flack for this, but I don't think USC should have been in the tournament. I I, I had I did not think that they had they beat UCLA, but there just wasn't much there. Um, you know that the NC State thing uh, that Chris brought up was pretty interesting because I thought the Clemson NC State game that got played was an elimination game, and I'm and while so, NC State had so 24 who would you wins, have in instead of USC? I I, I had Clemson Rutgers. That's who I had. I, if you're going to put to me, if you were going to put NC State in, you had to put Clemson in. I, Clemson crushed them, right? They but the three times, that just, but that, that but was they the only also team that they NC also, State just couldn't do anything against. Three they times had their they number played. all year. Yeah, it was incredible. Yeah, I mean, I just you know when I because I really thought like those those two teams were probably on the bubble, and then when I really took a look at Pitt, I'm like they could be in trouble too. But I I felt like Clemson had done enough in the ACC. To get in, you know, and they they had a double overtime win against Penn State. You know, they they were a pretty solid team, but you know, and, and Oklahoma State was another one. But I just think they had too many losses. All right, you real, know, so real Big Twelve though, like any loss in the Big Twelve was quality. 
is my argument. As someone who covered the Big 12 for a long time and is clearly biased. Yeah, yeah the Big 12 <laughs> bias is real. Anytime that there's anyone who ever had the most tangential connection to Oklahoma, Chris is like, oh man, great guy, love his family, just awesome person, absolutely love him. And it's like, Chris, this dude had two catches his entire collegiate career. He's not wow. getting drafted. I, I don't know. Uh, yes, Chris, he I was. Don't... You're talking about Grant Calcaterra, who went to the Eagles. I rest my case. I, I like Calcaterra, by the way. And, and, uh, Good friends with David Hunziker, the voice of Oklahoma State. David comes on the show a lot. So, yeah, he's a fun uh, guy. Yeah, he's, I love Dave, man. Good people. Lot, he's got way too many friends, man. He's got way too many friends out in Stillwater. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a good guy, and uh, he, he, he loves those Pokes, no question. Loves making his home there, but he made it out to Vegas a couple years ago when the Pokes were here in November. Uh, but he'll join the show. And John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears, good friend of the show, was on the show last week. And love John. Good Southern gentleman. And uh, lots of Big 12 ties over here with SportsX Radio. KT, live in studio, PSBR Law Studios, Tom Viola, Christy Maria, my producer, of course, Mr. Mark Hoke. The Mark Hoke Show, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. You like professional wrestling, you'll love the Mark Hoke Show. Rich Badge and Finley Toyota out-of-town scoreboard. When we come back, get you caught up on the NBA, the NHL, and then pretty much wall-to-wall college basketball. But we are going to talk some NFL football. Why? Because there's a lot going on, baby. Right here in Vegas, we've got ourselves a quarterback. Looks like uh, for at least three years. Uh, Tommy sporting his New York Jet shirt, I think, or jersey, I should say. And they should, uh, I, I think they're as close as they'll ever be to signing Aaron Rodgers, which will uh, change that, uh, change the fortunes there. But we'll get TV's take. Maybe he thinks that's not going to happen, but I don't think Green Bay wants him back. I don't know where he's going to go. We'll talk about that when we come back. SportsX Radio, 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Haven't downloaded that sucker, do it now. We are live PSPR Law Studios. We take a break. We come back. Keep it right here. You're listening to SportsX Radio live from Vegas. All right, Mark Koch bringing us back. It's all movie themes tonight. Marco, clue us in, man. We got the Academy Awards going on. Uh, yeah, they just uh, were last night. So got a little Hoosiers there for you. Start things off this evening. Well, I tell you what, the way Indiana, the, the way that Indiana played over the uh, the weekend, they're going to need a little uh, pumping up. Uh, your Penn State and Indy Lions did a number on them. They, they might need Jimmy Chitwood. <laughs> there you go. Little Jimmy Chitwood could help. Anybody. Well, Jimmy Chitwood would help anybody. I'm excited for the rest of these rejoins now because I'm going to be. I'm going to want to guess every movie here. Okay, we can do that. All right, stay, stay. Make sure you stay on the mic. Don't look back at Mark. Talk in the mic, Tommy. TV. You're not. Tom, you can look at me. It's okay. Right. He, I don't think you can see. The I don't know why I'd want to look at Mark. That's the yeah. Thing. I look Ooh. horrendous. I'm, I'm like a little troll here in the room. <laughs> Mark, the thing is, it's so hard to have self. Uh, it's so hard to have de- deprecating jokes with Mark because, like. He just agrees with everything, and it's like, oh, well, now I feel bad because I obviously don't mean it. And then he, when he says it, it just makes it feel more hurtful. It's a gift, Tom. It's a gift. There you go. All right, guys. Uh, Rich Badge and Finley Toyota out of town scoreboard. Two games in the association going. How about this one at the half? You got the over. You're probably okay, but, you know, it's the association. Things change. 
on a dime. 75-58, all Warriors blowing out the Suns in San Fran. Again, only halftime, but up 17 big ones. Minus 4.5, total 234.5. Keep an eye on that one. Second half, Suns got a lot of work to do. Kings up third quarter, 735 to go up in Sacktown, leading the Bucks 72-68. They were up 9 at halftime, and that's dwindled down to 4, either 9 or 11. They were up, uh, I th- I'm pretty sure it was 9, 62-53, if I remember correctly. And uh, right now, the Bucks went off actually a three and a half point favorite total two forty six, so that game right now still on an under pace. Finals from earlier. The other five games are final and some dogs coming in. Pistons beat the Pacers four point home dogs. They win at one seventeen ninety seven. Game stays under the total of two twenty six. T Wolves blow out the Hawks in Hotlanta one thirty six to one fifteen. Minnesota catching five didn't need it. Good money line play there. Total two forty one and a half. Game flies over hits two fifty one one thirty six one fifteen. Minnesota Mavericks at home. They were dogs to the Grizz, four-and-a-half-point dogs at home. My goodness, was there any offense at all being played by Dallas? Only 88 points on their home court. This is when you just give the people there their money back on the way out. I mean, Mark Cuban, come on, man, that's ridiculous. 104-88, to the Grizz win in Big D, minus the four-and-a-half. They get to win the cover. Game stays way under the 219-and-a-half. Barely gets over 190, 192 is your total for the uh, final there, 104-88. to 88. Grizzlies win in Dallas, 119-115. In South Beach, Miami takes out the Jazz, but do not cover the 8.5 as uh, Utah backers get the money. Total, 225.5. That game gets over, hits 234. Rockets, surprise of the night. 13-point dogs, nice little money line payoff here. Beat the Celtics, 111-109. to 109. Game staying well under the 232.5, hits 220. But 13-point dogs, you know you're making some good coin there if you took the Rockets, and we'll keep an eye on those other two games as the second halves go down. On the ice, just three games. Uh, the one game is still going. Dallas up in Seattle, lead the Kraken 3-1, to 6.40 to go in the second period. That total is 6, and uh, Dallas going off a minus 117, so a two-goal lead for the Stars. Other two games final, Colorado doubled up on Montreal 8-4. to four. So if you had the Grand Salami over, it's already gone over only the three games tonight. But you get an 8-4 like that, you know you're going to go over the total more than likely on that Grand Salami combination of all the hockey games with a total they put out. You could go over or could go under, but 8-4 to Colorado winning up in Montreal. And 4-3, uh, to three, Buffalo gets past Toronto. How about a plus 210 on those uh, Buffalo Sabres tonight up in Ottawa as they uh, take care of our Ontario, Ontario, I should say, take care of Toronto. Uh, four to three, the final. Buffalo gets the win, and now Seattle has just scored, so it is three to two. Six twenty-five to go in the second period. Again, if you have the uh, over, what's it? Four to two. I'm four four to, two. to two. Wow, uh, over okay. six in that game. So we're pushing. Okay, wow. I mean, literally, it just it literally just changed on mine. So uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a hockey side up, so they're probably more on top of it. And uh, Kings up seventy-six, sixty-eight right now. Third quarter, 6.30 to go. So just a few games. We're going to get into a lot of college basketball. We're going to go back and, and uh, look a little bit. We do have the Baseball uh, World Championship Classic going on. I haven't really paid that much attention, but I know the United States got a win in their opener against Great Britain. So we'll uh, try and catch up. Tommy, how big are you into baseball? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Why would I pay attention to a dying sport, Ken? Uh, well, because you're, probably, you're wow. probably cause you're probably one of the guys that – wanted that clock to be put in there. And it's like, ah, come on, man. I got, I got a date. I mean, I, I'm not a fan of the clock. I mean, what are they saying? They said they're saving an average of 24 minutes for a game. I mean, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's, is it that big a deal? Look, if you don't want to go to a baseball game and watch strategy and things like that, then, then don't go. I think that's the problem, though. 
people aren't going. Then don't go. And they're trying to figure out ways to get people to go so that the sport doesn't go away. It's not going to go away. You see, do you see these places? The fans that love baseball love baseball. It's like it's like soccer here in the United States. Difference is soccer's actually no, Tommy. You watch MLS. Yeah. I don't watch MLS at all. Mm-hmm. I, in fact, I'll say eighty-five percent of my yeah, but no, network do, do not watch MLS soccer. Yeah, but nobody says that the problem with MLS is that people are turning off the game. No, they're so not. They're never there's no one on. going. They're, yeah, no, but but the but the fan base that likes soccer mm-hmm. is going to enjoy the soccer. Yeah, but it's, it's not for everybody. But it's a focus of growth, and MLS, MLS, any any soccer in the United States isn't saying, oh, well, you know, it's not for everybody. The goal is to get as many people watching as you can. And the problem with baseball is that that arrow is pointing down, and they're trying to find ways to adapt the game to the modern times. Okay, are they all necessarily working? Is the pitch clock working? Uh, like you said. The 24 minutes versus the changes that it causes to the game itself, I, I don't know. That that's a balance that you have to that you have to walk. But on the whole, baseball does have a lot of existential problems that it's facing. All right, so Mark, let me bring you in because you're a baseball purist. I just know when I, I was a pitcher, if I'm on the mound and I'm worried about you know uh, maybe a potential pitch out or, or or some type of you know play that I'm putting on or or some type of something strategically going on as the game's going on. And then I got to worry about a freaking clock, man. I mean, all all this stuff now is is totally going to change the whole complexion of the sport to me. Well, one thing that it's done in the, uh, in spring training is it has, has raised the amount of hits, steals and runs by a little bit. So, so it has up the offense, but Ken, to me, it's, it's not a matter of, you know, you got to speed the game up like that because it, it's been causing problems. And, you know, some guys gotta get, have got to get used to it. And a lot of guys that played in the minors already dealt with it. But I think that it's marketing. I, I think where, where baseball is failing right now is you have an idiot for a commissioner. I mean, just terrible commissioner of baseball and Rob Manfred. And they need to market their stars better. And they also need to, you know, I know they're doing some things in the inner cities and so on to try and get more kids involved, but the marketing has just not been there. And they, ever since that, ever since that tie in the All Star game, Ken, and and then changing the All Star game up, they they just haven't quite figured it out. And, you know, so they they need to tell better stories. They need to, you know, they need to have hype their players up better and and market better. I I think that's the main problem with baseball, Tommy. You, you nailed it. On the marketing point and procuring more of a uh, generating more of an aura, generating more hype around the stars that you have. Because let's face it, most baseball players could walk down the street without being harassed, and uh, and maybe harassed is the wrong term. And, but and, yeah, someone's and, stopping and saying, and you know who's actually doing a great job, starting to do a great job of that because they face the same problem of their sport caters much to an older demographic and that demographic is going to start dying off and they also are without a lot of the mystique that they had in the early 2000s in their sport, is golf. Mm. Because golf has been trying to solve the problem of what do we do after Tiger? And they're already in the post-Tiger era because he still moves the needle, but he obviously isn't the player he was back then. But they have serious problems with, okay, well, what's next for the sport? How do we continue growing the game? How do we get... and one of the things that I absolutely love, have you seen that Full Swing documentary series on Netflix? I have not. 
oh, it's it's worth a watch. If you if you head on to Netflix, it, it is well worth a watch because it is they each episode follows one or two specific golfers through the course of an event or two and and the storytelling behind it is really fantastic but it's getting you interested in these guys who you otherwise wouldn't think of like now I'm actually following Sahith Tagala do you know who Sahith Tagala is he's a rookie on the PGA tour like there's no reason to know who this guy is is that but another the- made up name like Bismack Biombo exactly <laughs> like that's up there for Bismack Biombo but Sahith is like uh, he's a rookie on the tour and you know what? I watched the episode that kind of focused on him and another rookie, and I was like, oh, I kind of like this guy. Like, I want to see him succeed. And then stuff starts popping up on my Instagram of, oh, he actually did something. Like, he might win Rookie of the Year. Cool. Good for him. Like, all of a sudden, I'm getting invested in these guys. My mom's now a Matt Fitzpatrick fan. This is the ways that you can reach out to people and grow the sport. And Ted Lasso doing a great job for it for soccer in America, like bringing it, bringing the idea of soccer and the, a soccer culture into the forefront of, of the minds of people that maybe aren't really interested. Same thing with Wrexham uh, FC. And you see Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds doing a great job of promoting them. Wrexham's going to be in League Two next year. That's a fifth division uh, or fourth division of English soccer. I guarantee you every single one of their games is going to be on ESPN. Yeah, and Ken, you know, one thing when we were growing up, you know, baseball players you know, had such distinct personalities. You know, we had some amazing personalities in the game. And then, and ever since, you know, and, you know, I love pe- when people say, oh, yes, yeah, Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire saved baseball. Well, first Cal Ripken did. Let's get that straight. But those guys set a precedent with the PEDs and everything else. And, you know, it turned a lot of people off. And, and since then, you know, a lot of the guys that play baseball now are, are, are somewhat nondescript. You know, we, we, we've lost a lot of the personality in baseball, and we got to get it back. All right, I a agree. lot of people couldn't pick Mike Trout out of a lineup. Like, that, that, that's where it comes down to. You're, you're completely right, Mark. They've lost a lot of that personality. And, yeah, it's going to be tough to get that back. In the, but the other thing is, then the point of the pitch clock, games take forever. And in this day and age, people don't have that same attention span. Like, one of the great things about soccer is it's 90 minutes. It's two hours of your life with the halftime. You know it's going to be that. And people don't have the same problem, really, with football because, well, they actually took steps towards fixing that. Because if you recall, a couple years ago, we were talking about, oh, there's too many commercials. Games are taking forever. They're cutting away every 20 seconds to go to a commercial. This needs to stop. And they did. They changed when they go in and out of breaks. They changed the way they go to commercials there. And it did help the game. College football still takes forever, still takes three hours. But the main difference it has going for it is it's fun. Well, college football is also going to be working on the clock mm-hmm. this year, making some moves, it looks like, uh, as far as those first downs. And uh, we'll see how that all transpires and shakes out. But it uh, could cut down on those totals and those numbers that we see. It is SportsX Radio on a Monday night, tomorrow, Fat Tuesday. John Cole going to make it in from the East Coast. He's got a handicapping service. He'll be uh, coming out here tomorrow. He'll make it in here with Kenny Kelly. Looking forward to that on a uh, on a Fat Tuesday. Uh, also, Arthur DeCesar, sportsbook over there uh, in, in uh, risk management with the Westgate Superbook, normally on Wednesday nights, but because of his busy schedule on Wednesday, he will come on tomorrow night at about 8.30. And so adjust there. Mark Lawrence will still be on Wednesday night. I'll be live at Steiner's Wednesday night. 
and uh, John Cole make it out there as well. So Arthur's going to flip-flop Andy Isco on uh, Throwback Thursday. Don't know if AI will make it into the studio because he'll be somewhere watching all the games. Uh, KT will have games on over here in the studio, uh, but I'll have to be switching around because i got the one set here as opposed to the uh, uh, the four that Isco's at, Isco has over at the uh, Isco Mansion uh, somewhere in the uh, depths of Henderson, I think it is. And uh, so that'll be interesting. And then Friday, another fiasco. It'll be a lot of fun. Of course, uh, Thursday, Friday, we've got the first two days of the tournament. It's going to be interesting. And, again, I'm, I am surprised that Rutgers is out and Nevada's in. But at the end of the day, it's not because I'm a Jersey boy. That has nothing to do with it because I make Nevada my home now. Uh, between Nevada and Phoenix, I go back and forth, you know, probably about 40 weeks out of the year and uh, live in both desert communities. I love the desert. I'm glad I'm from Jersey, but I'm glad I'm on the West Coast. I enjoy the West Coast big time. And it is kind of weird because Arizona, they don't change their clocks. So yeah. it would have been great for me to be there this past weekend because I wouldn't have to spring ahead. I would have got an extra hour of sleep, but unfortunately uh, missed out on that sleep. But anyway, SportsX Radio, we're rolling at you and uh, going to take a break. We will come back. We're going to look at the brackets. We're going to review a little bit what happened over the weekend. we got two, ga- two games tomorrow. we got a couple playing games. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Southeast Missouri State. That'll be the early game. That'll start at 3.40 p.m. Pacific time. And then at 6.10 p.m. Pacific time, it'll be Mississippi State and Pittsburgh. So two of the big boys from the SEC and the ACC. And right now, Mississippi State, a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 133-year total. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi uh, could be shorthanded in that game. In fact, they are shorthanded. They're missing one of their better players is out for the year. Got hurt in their uh, their finale. And uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi minus four against Southeast Missouri State out of the Ohio Valley Conference, the five seed, first time since two th- or first time ever making it, first time they got to the finals in their conference tournament since 2000, and they end up winning it. So those are the two games tomorrow. We'll talk more about them. We've got the NIT lines out as well. And hey, congratulations to Lindy LaRock and the Lady Rebels. How about taking on Michigan in the first round of the ladies NCAA tournament? I'd love to see it. I'd love to see them take out Mason Blue. That'd be a lot of fun. Chris Wynn, my good pal, Michigander, uh, has been texting. He, of course, backs the green and white with Michigan State. And uh, C. Wynn doing a nice job whenever he fills in here on SportsX Radio. But it's great to have Christy Maria in studio along with TV at work, Thomas Viola, my good pal and producer, Mark Hoke. We are live from Vegas, SportsX Radio 101.5 on that FM side. Streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, worldwide on that app. We'll be right back live from Vegas. Back, KT, talking with TV, and uh, go ahead, TV, uh, you're up here, trivia time. Movie, movie theme, come on. Man. I know this. <sighs> well, I feel like it's a Batman movie. Yeah, it could be Batman. It sounds a little, it, it sounds very uh, Hans Zimmer. Final answer? Christopher Nolan-esque. Dark Knight? Mark Dark Hulk. Knight is correct. Let's go. Right. Oh, right. Boom. Good, oh, good teamwork. Yeah, great right. team. Good job. I like it. It's I, a Tom, uh, Tom was going to phone a friend, but he's right here in studio. Yeah. Uh, Christine Marie is here. One year ago yesterday, the, uh, the Batman came out. The Robert Pattinson one. Was that a year ago already? Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Great movie. movie. Great so movie. Good. 
I will tell you, see, you guys are still young. You're kids, man, right? So Mark and I are a little older. I'm older than Mark. And you realize how fast time goes as you get older. (laughs) When you start looking at coaches in college basketball and how long they've been at a program, because I'm I'm guessing now the ones that are there a year or two, I'm on the – but all of a sudden you're looking, you're like, Seven years, twelve years. He's been. How could that guy? I, he was just there. How could he be there twelve years? Time flies, my yeah. brothers. I know. I feel like there's some coach who was at a team recently for like forty-seven years. Yeah, well, Rick probably Pitino. probably probably thirty years too long. No, <laughs> shaky, shaky at best. There you go. I'm sorry, I didn't say that. No, you didn't. <laughs> Jim Beam's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you guys are both uh, Q's fans, and uh, not even the NIT for the Q's. Yeah, what do you expect? We were terrible. Yeah. You're running we with North Carolina. You're running with North Carolina. They what is that? They they turn up their nose at the NIT. They don't want to go. I mean, I get that. There's some teams that you're just like, well, season's over. We're no, it's it it's in. too bad. Why not? Yeah, but why do you do that to the kids? Let them play and go to New York City and hang out and and uh, you know go to Statue of Liberty stuff stuff like that. And, yeah, but some and, of these guys get don't better. want to be there. Well, like, then, then, then good. go play for pro, someone else then. Some, if you're somebody, g- some of these guys are going to have pro careers. They don't want to play the extra exhibition really? games. Really? Well, if you played like the, you're going to play in the NBA, then maybe you'd still have a college career. Well, I mean, this is also the, t- this is also the team that amazingly— preseason number one doesn't even make the 68-team field. That is well, one of the most embarrassing the things. Well, they should have But it is wild that they, they were, were returning the a fantastic team. Yeah. But it's not that they returned a fantastic team. Everybody got caught up in the smoke and mirrors there. They went on a great run Agreed. in the they tournament. They yeah. were not a fantastic team, case in point, this season. Like, they, they were very clearly not fantastic. They were just a team that got lucky and got hot last year at the right time. What did I say about the association? All it takes is a few minutes. Suns are back within three, still in the third quarter. 87-84, Warriors, 315 to go. Third quarter, Bucks now lead by three in Sacktown, ninety to eighty-seven, and now it has uh, just gone to the fourth quarter, eleven fifty-five to go. Fourth quarter just underway, uh, gentlemen. No sense talking college hoops. We'll do that all hour number two, the whole hour, because football. Tommy, you're sporting that Jets jersey. Before I go there, because I know it's big. We are here in Las Vegas, of course, and Jimmy Garoppolo looking like a three-year deal with the silver and black. So I thought Stidham may be coming back, and I thought maybe they'd go Levis or Richardson, depending who was left at number seven. But Jimmy G's going to be here. We know Garbers is still under contract. I don't know where else they'll uh, look if they uh, actually do look at the draft because they need a lot of help still. And there's good, solid offensive line, and the Raiders could still use help on the offensive line, defensive line. Defensive line improving. We don't know what Chandler Jones will see this season. Had a couple good games last year, but that's it. Uh, I think his best days are behind him. Syracuse legend Chandler. Yeah, Jones. exactly. Absolutely. But I, I, if the Raiders do not draft a quarterback at seven or trade up to get their guy, what are you doing? What What on earth are you thinking of? Because the worst thing that a team can do is look in the mirror and tell themselves, "We're a Super Bowl team. We're a Super Bowl contender." When they're really not, and the Raiders are not a Super Bowl contender right now. Jimmy G is a good bridge quarterback for you, but you better have a rookie that's waiting in the wings that you're grooming to replace him because he's not the answer. You're not winning a Super Bowl. Are you sold that someone like Richardson or Levis is going to be that guy? It doesn't matter if they're you, going to be that You're not getting guy. Bryce Young, and you're not going to get C.J. Stroud. Stroud. 
it, I'd be. Fl- I mean, if you get Richardson at this point at seven, I'd be floored. He's got all of the physical weapons you could possibly want, and if you put him in a situation where he's got a guy in front of him like Jimmy G, who you can go out and play for this entire season if you want, let him sit, let him wait, let him figure it all out and get used to the NFL game before he starts playing, and you could really have something there. If I'm the Raiders, I'm thrilled if I get Richardson. See, I, okay, uh, Chris, let me throw it to you because I have a lot of friends uh, you know, that watch Richardson play over there at Florida, and they're not uh, as impressed as some of these scouts. I mean – it's all well and good to look good in a combine and, and be able to run around and look great in shorts and, and throw a ball in shorts and pads and a helmet. Uh, but when guys are chasing after you and the game is going, look, it's a much different game NFL than it is even in the SEC. And a lot of these people find out about that down the line. I'm not sold the accuracy is there for Richardson. And that's a problem we've had with a lot of young quarterbacks. I mean, I look at Malik Willis. I said straight up, I go, there is no way this kid's ready to throw the football at the NFL level. And people go, are you kidding me? Did you watch him at Liberty? I go, yeah, I watched him play South Alabama. Yeah, the key and, word and, is at Liberty. Are you kidding yeah. me? I mean, it's a, yeah, you, you didn't play anybody. Same thing with Zach Wilson. Yeah, I mean, BYU, BYU will play who they can, yeah, and then maybe get some Pac-12 teams in there. But you're right, didn't play any uh, yeah. SEC teams. I mean, Coastal Carolina was probably the toughest game, you know, Zach Wilson had. The thing that worries me the most with Richardson is the, the low snap count. Yeah, you want these quarterbacks, you look at Trevor Lawrence, you look at Patrick Mahomes, you look at some of these guys. The thing that they all have in common is through high school and college, it was multiple years as a starter. Thousands upon thousands of throws and reps. Richardson doesn't quite have all that. But, again, that doesn't mean that you can't develop a raw talent. Should Richardson be a top-five pick? Definitely not. Is it a similar uh, mark? Is it similar to Trey Lance? Because he didn't get the reps really there at North Dakota State yeah, either. I, he was also I, coming out of North Dakota State where, you know, even the reps see, that he got is not exactly, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't really bridge That's Mark's alma mater now. You better be yeah. careful. Yeah, be exactly. careful. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Trey had, Trey had a really tough situation much. because his second year, he only got to play one game because of the COVID, too. So he you know, he had two years where he didn't really get to do a lot. But, yeah, I, I, but I, I think the physical tools on Richardson, I think he'll give – if he's given time, he'll be okay. I, I liked him. I, I, when I watched the Florida-Florida State game – I was really impressed with him. I, I think he's – I mean, I hear Carolina's actually talking about possibly taking him number one, too, well, uh, which which would be a real surprise, but I, who knows? C.J. Stroud will go number one. That's my yeah, feeling. Str- uh, the, the, way, the way the betting market's going, somebody knows something that Car- uh, Carolina likes Stroud. Uh, but Richardson could be like Justin Fields. Give him a little time. Give him some talent around him to develop. He's got all of those same physical talents. I'll tell you, though, you want to bet that I'm making this season? Comeback player of the year? No, no. Sam Darnold. He's going to be starting signed for with the, the Niners. Niners. Yeah. Signed, signed with the Niners. There you go. Well, we don't know. Uh, Mark, what's the update real quick? we got about a minute. Uh, what's the update as far as Trey Lance? I'm just still rehabilitating. I mean, that was obviously had his leg snapped in half, so. And Purdy as well is still uh, going to be rehabbing for a while. Um, I think they said six months on him, so he may be he may be back. Maybe it's going to be close. Miraculous if he, if he Dar- makes it back. Yeah, Darnold will be starting for that team by week four. They'll give they'll, they'll give Trey Lance the inside shot at the job, and when he inevitably is not good, they will switch to. <laughs> okay, Tom, we're we're betting a pizza. I'll bet much more than a pizza on I'll this. I'll bet a pizza on you. Look, this is the this is the team scheme and talent that made Brock Purdy go to 
what NFC Championship last year? Yeah, yeah. And Trey Lance looked bad playing for this same team. I'm not worried at all about Trey Lance not being good at football. Darnold will be the starter by week four, and I think he'll have an inside shot shot at uh, player of the year. There you go. All right, what a great way to end our number one. Tons of college basketball, but we still got a little football to talk about on the other side of the break. We'll be back in three and a half minutes from now. Mark Hoke running the show. Tom Viola, Christy Maria in studio with KT on a big-time show Monday. We're live from Vegas, PSBR Law Studios. Keep it right here, 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on that Odyssey app. We'll be right back. Welcome back from halftime. It's just after 9 o'clock in the big city. Time to continue America's favorite Las Vegas sports show, Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson. <laughs> yeah. What up? Party's going on. Duh. Going to a party. Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson is brought to you by Hannah Shea Boyle and Rabapudi. Trial lawyers that get results. Visit PSBRLaw.com. Steiner's Pub, a true Nevada style pub with three locations one on Cheyenne, one on Buffalo, and one on the south end of the strip. Steiner's Pub. We love this place. Preventative Diagnostic Center. Book your non invasive scan to day for peace of mind visit pdcenterlv.com rob ritchie farmers insurance 702-335-5744 702-335-5744 laborers union 872 the builders of allegiant stadium and the las vegas ballpark home of the aviators promodirect.com use k-10 for a 10% discount on your promotion items order. Promodirect.com and by William Hill Racing Sportsbook, America's leading racing sportsbook. Visit WilliamHill.us. So get ready because Sports X Radio with Ken Thompson starts now. now. All right, hour number two, KT Live, PSBR Law Studios here in Las Vegas. Sports X Radio, Monday through Friday, 8 to 10. 101.5 FM KDWN streaming live on the Odyssey app. Ken Thompson, Tom Viola, Christy Maria in studio, and of course, uh, Mark Hoke running the show as he usually does. And of course, his show Sunday mornings, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., the best in professional wrestling. Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo is the guy. They still have Chase Garbers under contract. Those are the two QBs on the roster right now. Uh, they tag Josh Jacobs, so uh, we'll see how that all shakes out down the line. Amir Abdullah was re-signed. Brandon Bolden still on the uh, roster, as is Amir White out of the backfield. Bars and Illuminor on the line, on the right side of the line, right guard, right tackle. Uh, both need to be re-signed, or the Raiders will look elsewhere. Munford still there, the youngster, seventh-round pick out of Ohio State last year. Colton Miller, left tackle. Dylan Parham, the kid from Memphis, uh, pretty versatile, center, and uh, left guard last year and did a nice job. So he's right now penciled in as a starting left guard, and Andre James still there at center. And, of course, he played college ball UCLA with Colton Miller, so a little chemistry there. Mac Holland's a free agent. we got Devontae Adams back. Now Hunter Renfro and uh, Darren Waller both back. They missed a total of 15 games between them last year. So the Adams acquisition, while Adams had a great year, still be a lot different if you have the production that you had from Waller and Renfro from the year prior. We'll see how all things pan out. Tommy, you can have Keelan Cole back. No, just kidding. Uh, 84 uh, for the Jets. But 
TV. I, I'm very surprised that Waller's back. I'll be honest. I thought that they would. I thought they would move on and try and get something for him at some point. Uh, I didn't think that he would be back. This and you know, free agency just got to stay in Vegas. Married Kelsey Plum from the Las Vegas Aces. Very true, and congratulations to them. And I'd love to see him back. He's a great dude and a great talent when he's healthy for sure. I'd say got to be able to stay healthy. And Hunter Renfro banged up last year. We know, mm-hmm. you know, he's been pretty durable at Clemson, and and of course his first couple of years in the NFL, but got banged up last year, and and Derek Carr, there's no doubt he missed those weapons, and, you know, it was uh, just different. He didn't get the system as uh, as a – I mean, it's a system that Garoppolo knows, didn't play a ton in it because he was backing up Brady. Uh, so we'll, we'll see. I mean, but the familiarity is there, but that's going back to 2016. Mm-hmm. So, again, you, you know, uh, six and a half years removed. But we'll see if that comes into play with Josh McDaniels and, of course, uh, Mr. Ziegler, the GM. Mick Lombardi still the offensive coordinator. Patrick Graham, who came over from the Giants last year, is your defensive coordinator. And uh, he's got his work cut out for him because they need a lot of help on defense. And, Tommy, you were talking about the secondary. Don't know about uh, Rocky Seen if he'll be back. Uh, Denzel Perryman, middle linebacker, he could be gone. Jayon Brown, who came over from Tennessee last year, also a free agent. Uh, JT the Brick's going to come on the show one of these nights soon when I can get him to uh, come in and uh, hang out. Uh, he said he'll definitely come in within the next couple of weeks. So we'll see what, what he thinks going into uh, you know the draft where the Raiders are looking because there's no question you can always build on the offensive line. And there's some good talent there while a lot of these quarter while, while a lot of these teams are looking quarterback. Again, if the Raiders elect not to go QB, Tommy, uh, maybe that's where they look, offensive line. Yeah, I mean, that there's a lot of good talent in the offensive line area here for them this year to choose from, but really want to see them go quarterback here and have another option to go to. Uh, I think the franchise tagging uh, uh, Josh Jacobs, great call. Uh, you don't want to pay him long-term running backs. In this day and age, running backs are like Leonardo DiCaprio's girlfriends. After 26, you don't want anything to do with them anymore. And that's Josh Jacobs. You, you want to let somebody else pay the big contract to the running back. But he played so well last year, you get to say, oh, run it back for us this year, and then we'll send you on your way depending on what ha- like depending on what happens because you, you can find a replacement running back in the draft. All right, he so didn't cr- exactly ah. seem he did not exactly seem adamant on staying. So franchise tagging him and get another year uh when it seemed like he might want to, you know, set sail. No, nah, he uh, wanted to stay. I uh, some of the things he said made me believe that he could have moved if he didn't get tagged. Um, so I think you kind of obviously you're answering those questions. You're like, well, he's staying another year. And yeah. with the quarterback situation up in the air as well, right, if, for sure. I mean, if you're going to be uh, just somebody that's just going to be a workhorse and there is no green pastures down the line, in other words, if you're looking and thinking, hey, this is it, it's not going to be any better than this, we're going to have to win these games, you know, 20-17, to 17, and with the Raider defense being what it's been over the last nine years, it's going to be difficult. Yeah, good luck keeping your opponent to 17 exactly. points. Exactly, especially in the AFC West. No question. We know Mahomes and uh, those Chiefs, they're still busy grabbing more offensive line help. Uh, lots of transactions going on in the NFL. We'll catch up with those uh, some more tomorrow. But a lot of college basketball we're going to get into. But before we do, TV, you're a big Jets guy, and Aaron Rodgers, are you sold that this guy is the answer? And, I again, for Jets, they're starving for somebody to be consistent at the quarterback position. I get that. But the Aaron Rodgers that I watched, and I went to Lambeau Field, and my wife's from Wisconsin, and, look, the guy's a great talent. 
But what happened to Ben Roethlisberger? What was missing from him right before he retired, the two years before he retired? He never ran that 10, 12, 15-yard run in big situations of a game that kind of kept defenses honest. What is Aaron Rodgers not doing anymore? He is not scrambling at all. You know how many yards he had rushing last year? 94. By far the lowest. And if he doesn't do that, I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to be that guy that you think he's going to be when he gets over there and uh, quarterbacks your Jets. I mean, we know who Aaron Rodgers is at this point. I don't expect him to turn back the clock to even two years ago when he had the back-to-back MVP seasons. He is a much older man at this point. But the thing with Ben Roethlisberger is his arm was also falling off. The Steelers, I still can't believe Mike Tomlin managed to get that team to the playoffs because the Steelers dragged the corpse of Ben Roethlisberger there. The thing with Aaron Rodgers is that he is, at his worst, the best Alex Smith to ever play. He's he's an elite Hall of Fame-level game manager when he's not... Aaron Rodgers, the guy who can make these incredible throws and has the fantastic deep ball, even if those skills start to go away, he still is incredibly accurate, incredibly conscious with the ball. He doesn't take the hits. He doesn't turn the ball over. And he can guide you down the field and win and engineer drives and do anything that you ask him to do. And the other thing is that this Jets team is built to not have to ask him to do all that much. You've got a fantastic defense. You've got some good weapons for him offensively, and they're still adding stuff. Uh, Connor Hughes, fantastic Jets reporter, he says right now, legitimate rumors and murmurs that Aaron Rodgers is beginning to talk to unrestricted free agents about joining him in New York with the Jets. I'll tell you, Ken, the thought of having this guy on our team, even if it is a 39-year-old quarterback. It represents a chance to actually be competitive again, to go to a Super Bowl potentially. The Jets' odds this week alone have tanked from 30 down to eight to one, uh, 30 down to 15 to one to win the Super Bowl, eight to one to win the uh, conference out of uh, uh, from 15 to one. It, it's got my heart racing. Uh, it's got the chest pumping, and you know, it just means that your health and the health of those you love has never been more important. It's on our minds, so get peace of mind when you visit Preventative Diagnostic wow, Center. Wow, look at that, They man. have the only scanner, Ken, of the, its kind in the region that gives early detection before signs and symptoms of more than two dozen ailments like heart and lung disease. Call Preventative Diagnostic Center now to schedule your free educational consultation at 702-534-7900. Tell them Ken Thompson from SportsX Radio sent you, because Ken, you did your scan, and you're glad you did, aren't you? Oh, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm blown away that you actually, uh, folks, trust me, that was not part of the game plan here. TV, of course, because he's hosted SportsX Radio, he still has got the script. So all of a sudden, he takes it and, and takes the script and correlates it with something he's talking about. He's got his heart racing. Next thing you know, it is pretty awesome, though, because Dr. John Pearson Company here in the Vegas Valley Preventative Diagnostic Center doesn't get any better than that, folks. I mean, to get a heart CT scan and calcium score, $600 value, you get it for $125, your significant other absolutely free, $1,200 value, the two of you. Find out. Women, number one killer of women in this country heart disease men what do you get blindsided with the widow maker one heart attack that's it could be curtains so why take a chance demographically if you're between the ages of 40 and 72 get down to the preventative diagnostic center go check out the scanner other questions are answered as well pdcenterlv.com pdcenterlv.com you know the 702 for vegas 534-7900 534-7900 
800-534-7900. Give them a call. Leave a message. They'll get back to you. Set up that educational consultation. Trust me, the life you uh, save may be your own. So get your butts down there. Dr. John Pierce takes care of you. Mike runs the show down there. Chicago transplant cancer survivor. Awesome guy. And Tommy, my sister Valerie, she's a year and a day older than me. She's a big-time Jets fan. My dad was a big-time Jets fan. KT, not so much. But uh, And my brother, my uh, my younger brother, Sammy's a big Jets fan. So I, I love to see that team win. You got teased, you know, during the Gaston era a little bit. But uh, you weren't around for Super Bowl three, And my sister was. She got to see Joe Willie when we were kids and uh and my dad loved Joe Namath. That was it. But that's all they've had. I mean it's Super Bowl three and we're in the fifties now, so it's time to time to try and get back there. I'm wearing my uh Joe Namath number twelve right now. I thought Joe, it was the Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I, Joe I, already said well uh, I will let him unretire the number so that he could keep wearing the twelve. Uh, I th- you know the last time this team has made me feel happiness, Ken? The December twenty sixth, two thousand sixteen. When they played the Patriots, the game went to overtime. They win that game, and it sets up a win-or-go-home playoff scenario with the Buffalo Bills, who were already well-eliminated, had like four wins all season. And I'm thinking, oh, my God, we're finally going to make it back to the playoffs after six years. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick goes out and tosses five picks in the Buffalo game, and Rex Ryan gets his revenge against the team. And there has been nothing since. There has not even been the faintest glimmer of hope that this team was going to make it back. We went from Fitzpatrick to Josh McCown, and then finally we draft Sam Darnold. And you think, oh, this team might finally put it together. They got the quarterback. Nope, he was just another guy. Turns out Josh Allen was the quarterback you wanted. Then they bring in Zach Wilson. And I'll tell you, there wasn't even a second where I was looking at it going, oh, yeah, Zach Wilson is going to be elite. I was hoping, because you have to hope. But there was no indication there that they made the right move. I was just heartbroken that a win against the Rams in a meaningless game for the Jets ended up being what kept us from Trevor Lawrence. Although, granted, the stench of 0-16, that doesn't wash off very quickly. But I'm just excited. Rodgers represents something so much bigger. He represents the possibility that we might finally have a chance again for the first time since Brett Favre did the same thing. Because I'll tell you, we would have won that Super Bowl had Brett Favre not hurt his shoulder that year. We were 7-2, and two, and then Favre tears his rotator cuff, keeps playing, and it just wasn't the same, and we trailed off and finished 9-7 and seven and missed the playoffs. This time around, I think that maybe, for once, things could be different. And with all that being said, day one starter, Carson Wentz, because Rodgers is going to decide to just retire. I, I still believe the rug is going to be pulled out from under me. Wow. The bottom's going to fall out, and we're going it's to incredible. end up. I've got three three buddies that are big-time Buffalo Bills fans. They're all like, no, just when we think it's going to – trust me. We don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to happen, KT. Trust me. And last year they thought, you know, so close against Kansas City, and then they thought they'd get there. Then they have the home field advantage. They still – can't get there. Chris, real quick, weigh in. Aaron Rodgers, I know the Jets will score touchdowns. I mean, they had three games this year they didn't score a touchdown, so that'll go away. But what's your take as far as Rodgers, 40 years old? You know, we look at Brady. Yes, he went till 45, but still, 40 is 40. It's not 30. The team that is the most, tr- that is truly the most one quarterback away from a championship team is the 49ers in the league. But a second, not necessarily close close but a a rather close second is the Jets you have some of the greatest young offensive talent in the league 
on the Jets. I mean, I I am a Brees Hall fanatic. When they when the Jets drafted him, I was doing jumping jacks. I'm like, I love this kid in college. He's fantastic. And not only do you have him, you have all the talent. Wide How's receiver. he coming on the injury, um, Brees Hall? Uh, I haven't. I I think he's rehabbing. I think he's going to be okay. okay. Um, he should be okay for week one. I, he's definitely going to be light in uh in OTAs and then but as they, we get into the as we get into the preseason. But the Jets are are truly a good quarterback away from competing at a very high level. And in an AFC that is kind of up for the up for the taking, I mean besides, you know, with what the Chiefs are doing, uh, with an AFC that's that's kinda like, hey, you know, who's gonna be that third team to come up and, and really rise up uh under I think the Chiefs and the Bills. The Chargers have tried to do it, but the Jets can take it from them uh in the same you know, in the, the same Bengals. The Bengals yeah. too, yeah. That's the AFC is going to be a bloodbath, uh, no matter what. It, it's yeah, it's going to be tough no matter what. But the Jets can go up there and compete for one of those spots with a good quarterback because they are already ready. I mean, you, you look at what Sauce Gardner on the defensive side is doing. I mean, they have great defensive talent as well. They they have no problems on defense. Their only problem is offense. Grab a quarterback that could be a good game manager and allow the talent that you have to take off. And that's exactly what Aaron Rodgers does. So you know what? Get him in. Keep him healthy. Build a good offensive line. I mean, keep a good offensive line. Their offensive line is solid. Um, when it's and, healthy, and you're ready which it to was go. Not. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be healthy. Otherwise, they're glorified traffic cones. But what about McGovern? Um, is he coming back? Is I'm pretty sure McGovern just signed a deal okay. with not the Jets. That's I thought because I knew he was a free agent. That's uh, that's one of the guys on the the only guy on the offensive line that I knew. Uh, and then uh, you had Rankins and Alexander yeah, on Bills. the defense. I, I think that. Uh, I think that. Yeah, because McGovern's going to be with the Bills. I could see the Jets going offensive line at 12, and I could see them doing it in the second or third round and grabbing a center. I really like the kid out of Ohio State, who is lifelong Jets fan, born and raised in New Jersey, would be a great story, and he, he seems like a pretty dang good talent. But Makai Becton is supposed to be back and healthy. Dwayne Brown coming back for year 17 at left tackle. Wow. And Elijah Vera Tucker going to be back and healthy because he was – just a stud before he got hurt. But, Ken, we have talked about the Jets for quite a while here. There you go. Uh, Mark Hoke, real quick, I, I just wanted to get your take as far as uh, your, your feeling. If Aaron Rodgers does sign with the Jets, where do you put them in the AFC? Because Kansas City's still the kingpin. What about Cincinnati and Burrow? What about you know Buffalo maybe? Uh, hopefully the elbow's a little bit better for Josh Allen, and hopefully they can uh, you know tweak some things there because they didn't look like a playoff team in that uh, last game that lost to Cincinnati at home? Well, I think it moves them up into playoff contention for sure. I think they're still behind your big three over there. Plus, well, you got you got some other interesting teams out there, to say the least. Ah, Miami just added some, you know, just added Jalen Ramsey. That helps their defense out a lot. It, it, that's going to be a really interesting division because I don't think Bill Belichick's gonna, just going to go to sleep and say, hey, let's finish last. So that that division's going to be rough. I will say this: that if uh, you know if two is ready to play, there is going to be a lot of plays that are going to get him outside that tackle box because again, that allows you just to throw the ball out of bounds, just get it to the line of scrimmage, run and slide, can't touch you. Take advantage of the rules. If you do not, and you are the size of Tua or a Bryce Young that's coming into the league. You will not last long there. Well, that is no question. Well, and you're going to have Jacksonville improving too, and I think the Chargers are going to be, you know, moving up a little bit. I think with the Raiders, eh, Jarrett Stidham. Hard to by say, the way, but, Jarrett Stidham looks like he'll, he's going to be backing up Russell Wilson in yeah. Denver. So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. I mean, I mean, the Jets are going to be 
that young team. So they may be a year away, even if they get Rodgers, but they'll be fun to watch. That's for sure. Yeah. I mean, this Jets team beat the Bills with Zach Wilson, a quarterback. Imagine what they could do with Aaron Rodgers in that division. I will say this. It was a small sample size, what we saw from Jordan Love in that one game. But I liked what I saw. And I watched him play here at Utah State. Look, it's Mountain West football. It's not going to turn the needle too much. I think the kid has potential. I think it really was good for him to be there on the sideline and learn just the things that were going on there with that Packer team. And LaFleur, I, th- I have respect for LaFleur. He's a young guy, but I think he's a solid coach. And uh, Aaron Rodgers, you know he has that quirky personality, walks to the beat of his own drum, but I'm sure Jordan Love learned a lot from Aaron Rodgers in his tenure there. And if he goes on to the Jets, I wish him success. I don't know if it'll translate into you know championships. Why do I say that? Well, because they had the home field advantage twice, two years in a row. I don't care about regular season MVP, that doesn't do jack for me. But when you're at Lambeau Field and you have home field advantage and you have the inclement weather on your side, you've been playing there your whole career, and you can't beat Tampa after they come out of a dome in New Orleans and you can't beat that team, there's something wrong. That's why, you know, Rodgers got that one Super Bowl, but that's it. So we'll wait and see if he's able to uh, turn the fortunes of the Jets, Tom. I don't want to rain on your parade, but I don't know if the glass is as full as you think it is. But you know what? I guess when you're dealing with Zach Wilson as your quarterback and Joe Flacco and, uh, you know, uh, Chris Strebler, uh, I mean, I guess it's, uh, you know. I, I will take just the mere fact that I can go into this season not writing it off already. <laughs> I go in. I have a Jets 30-1 to ticket on the Super Bowl. It's right here in Vegas. I'm going to be hitting you up trying to get a media pass if the if the miracle happens. But I get to go into this season actually feeling a faint glimmer of hope. I have not been able to do that for many, many years. I'll take that. Tom, I think you'll just get the media pass for AEW Double or Nothing over Memorial Day weekend. You'll have a better time and you know somebody to root for there. Just throwing it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I will I'm say that. That's awesome, man. He was speechless for a second there. <laughs> oh, TV. If, uh, I've never I seen that Chris, in my life. I hope I've you had that face streamed. I, I just want to see. I'm trying to remember what the move was that you said Sergeant Slaughter did on you the over Cobra the weekend. Clutch. Yeah, I, I, as, I will go to any event where Mark Hoke gets Cobra Clutch. Fair enough. I'll, I'll do that. <laughs> Sign me up. There you go. You, yeah. you got me I on that one. I wish I was there. I'll pay any money for that. I wish I was there. It would have been great to see Sergeant Slaughter throw that down on old Hulkster. Uh There's no doubt that uh, he needs to be kept in line every now and then. Uh, but we appreciate him here. He runs the show, SportsX Radio, segment one in the books. Next two segments, I promise you, nonstop college hoops. Going to go rapid fire. Going to get you through the brackets. Going to get you caught up on the lines. The two playing games tomorrow. Got two more coming up on Wednesday. We're live from Vegas, 101.5 FM KDWN. You're listening to SportsX Radio. I'm Ken Thompson. You miss any part of the show, archives up by 11 o'clock Pacific time. All you have to do is follow at KenThompson87 on Twitter or at SportsX Radio. They are tweeted right there. They are pinned right there on those Twitter accounts, and the links are right there for the commercial-free podcast. So you can uh, just follow right there, at KenThompson87, at SportsX Radio. Follow at Mark Hoke Show, at TV at Work. And, Chris, what is yours? I know Tommy sent it to me. Covers Club Chris. At Covers Club Chris. We are live from Vegas. We wrap things up with a couple good segments when we come back. All college hoops. Keep it right here, 101.5 FM, KDWN. You're listening to SportsX Radio.
Chris, I'll give you first crack at this one. Chris, Sportsx Radio, Ken Thompson, Tom Viola, and Chris Maria in studio and uh, Mark Hoke coming back with theme music, of course, movie theme music because of the Academy Awards last night. Go ahead, uh, Chris. First guess. This is killing me. Uh, I, the, my first note, I was like, is that Jurassic Park? I thought I the like, same thing. And I was like, no, I think it's like one of those, like, not war, war movies, but like one of those, like, old Spartan movies. Uh, so I honestly, I, I threw myself with that one. Tommy. Do you have any idea? TV. He's phoning a friend. I definitely know the song. That's so the it is. Mark, is this a John Williams score? It is not. Ooh. It's not John Williams or Hans Zimmer? It is not. Because it's definitely not Hans Zimmer. Wow. It doesn't sound like that. All right, because I was going to go. I was going to chuck one out there. Go ahead, and check say it out. Saving Private Ryan, but I know that's not that. No. That is incorrect as well. I was well. going to chuck one out there and say like 300 or something. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, guys. Lord oh, of the yep. I knew wow. I heard it. Mm-hmm. There you go. I, yeah, I thought from the first note, I was th- because yeah. the horns get you. Yeah. You think it's Jurassic Park. It's like Park. very like John Williams. I see visions like, of uh, old Hulkster hanging out with Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> There's no doubt. Go ahead, Hulkster. I, I got you on that one, man. I mean, no, you're acting for no, the first no, no, time I ever saw I you do speechless. that voice, right. and I, I'm freezing up, and it's terrible. <laughs> the precious? Oh, Come on. Precious. Oh, my that's God. That's yeah, that pretty Can good. Why don't you do a better show for Smeagol? That's, oh, that's on Master wants the room. I'll right. tell you, I watched, the, me uh, now. I watched the, last gira- <laughs> the latest Jurassic Park, that Jurassic World that came out last year. I watched that last week. And you know they brought back all the original actors, Jeff Goldblum. They brought back all the all the old characters, and I've never seen a movie try to pay homage to a movie it understands less than <laughs> Jurassic World trying to pay homage to the original Jurassic they just Park. Didn't, they like, just didn't watch it. Yeah, like, yeah, you don't know. Like it was just such a soulless shell of what that franchise is supposed to be. All right, guys, we got to fly through college basketball now. We've got four playing games. Tomorrow, two games. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Southeast Missouri State. Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, minus four. And again, down one of their uh, their top players, Terion Murdix, is out. You're talking about a guy scoring 14 points a game, playing 28 minutes, uh, grabbing five boards and six assists a game. That is a major loss there, and uh, the Islanders will miss him big time. So uh, I'm looking at Southeast Missouri State. That's a, Chris, that's a team you watch, huh? I I watch all these guys. I am lucky enough to say that my job is to watch five to six hours of college basketball a day. So I've watched uh, at least five SEMO games this season, nice. probably more. I bet on a lot of their overs. Um, I like them. They could shoot the three very well. Coming Russell's into this game, fun to watch, man. Philip uh, Russell's a hell of a player. Very very fun to watch. I going into this game, uh, you know, I when Tom first texted me. Um, he said, hey, who's got the edge in this thing? I, I said I like Texas A&M Corpus Christi. You know, much better, very similar offense, but a much better defense. But then, you know, they lose their first score. I think he counts for like 15 points per game or something. Um, it, that's a huge advantage to SEMO. So uh, this is a team that a lot of people counted out during their conference tournament run. And uh, every single game in the Ohio Valley Conference Championship, they just kept proving them wrong. I thought they were going to lose to Tennessee State. I thought they were going to get outshot. Tennessee, and they outshot Tennessee State. Moorhead State was the favorite in the tournament. Embarrassed them. Tennessee Tech, a fantastic game, and they squeaked it out. Uh, the second you start doubting these guys is the second they start winning. So I, I 
don't think you can turn a blind eye to them. All right, Mississippi State and Pitt. This should be a good one. Mississippi State out of the SEC, minus 2.5, 133. This is a team fortunate to get into the big dance. I mean, their first game in the SEC tournament, I mean, Castleton's out already for uh, Florida for the year. They beat them by one in overtime. I mean, they're fortunate to win that game. They lose that game. They're not even in the big dance in a playing game. Uh, Mississippi State minus two and a half TV at work against Pittsburgh, 133. Caples, boys, good enough for uh, the ACC down that you're not going to touch it? TV? I thought you were talking to him. No, TV. I heard TV. Not <laughs> I heard TV. No, uh, I mean, I, I, think that, I think that the ACC could be that sleeper conference this, uh, this season. Because we talked about, was it two years ago, when it was the Big Ten? Oh, Big Ten. They got so many teams in the tournament. They were so much better than everybody else. Big Ten's going to dominate the tournament. They fell flat. Mm-hmm. Big Ten team didn't even win. come close to winning the title. And this year, it's the Big 12. Everybody loves the Big 12, and with good reason. They got a lot of talented teams. But maybe we see one of these ACC schools go on a run, and we start saying, oh, maybe they weren't as bad as we thought. And Maybe that's a little bit of my Syracuse bias. It's the conference that I've seen play, but... I, I think that maybe we see some of those teams surprised that we're not expecting. I'd right. be surprised. There, there you go. We've got uh, a couple more playing games coming up on Thursday, on, on Wednesday, I should say. Uh, Texas Southern and Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, Texas Southern minus two, one forty-five and a half, and Arizona State now up to two and a half at the Westgate Superbook. Still at two at Circa, but two and a half at Caesars. And I got ASU. I got them early. I love ASU. I, I mean, because I, I've been one that said I didn't think Nevada deserved to be in. If Nevada gives me the effort they gave against San Jose State, and again, taking nothing away from Tim Miles, he's done a great job. That's why he's coach of the year there in Mountain West. But I, I think Bobby Hurley's got enough. I think there's enough uh, there for ASU to take out Nevada. Now, last year in Mountain West, they got four teams in. Not one of them won a game. We'll see if they can turn their fortunes around. This won't be the first one. This won't be that win. <laughs> all right, so you guys are no, agreeing. Agree. All right, so we're all we're so all on talented. ASU. Yeah, yeah, we're all on ASU, and ASU playing. Uh, you know, Arizona tooth and nail again uh, right here at the Pac-12 tournament. Mm-hmm. But Arizona just too much to get that last run in the second half of the second half and uh, putting away the Sun Devils. But they did get that sixty footer, and that's really the reason that ASU is in. They got the win against USC, which was big. They had to get that one, too, in the Pac-12 tournament. But the win against Arizona was their signature win. And a 60-footer buzzer beater gets the Devils in there. And Bobby Hurley, a happy camper. All right, guys, I'm going to go real quick. I'm going to start with all three of you. And all you have to do is tell me who you like in the matchup. And then we'll move on. People will know. Chris, I know you got Bama. Oh, yeah. but I, I guess that's only if uh, Corpus Christi wins. If SEMO wins, you're on SEMO over, <laughs> over Bama for sure, right? Uh, no, Bama's my national champion. So. Are they really? Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, all right. they're, they're, number, they're the number one overall for a reason so, uh, with Miller on their <coughs> team. They're just fantastic. All right, so everybody will have Alabama there. Sorry, this, is, this, is a real, this is a real interesting one. Uh, Mark, real quick, Maryland, West Virginia. I'm going to take West Virginia. Tommy. Uh, I'm going to take also West Virginia. West Virginia. West Virginia. All right, so Huggy gets all four of our votes. San Diego State, Charleston. San Diego State, a five-point favorite TV. I'll take Charleston. Okay, to win the game. I'm saying to win the game, though, for your bracket. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I go back and forth. I'm going with San Diego State because of their perimeter defense. I I agree there. It's the defense. It's not their offense. It's a timely offense, and they came up with some big buckets Mm -hmm. at times against Utah State, uh, especially in the second half. Mark? 
possible upset game here, but I would lean San Diego State. Yeah, I, I, I would, I would look upset. to take the five before I laid the five, but I think San Diego State wins a close game. Uh, Virginia and Furman, this surprised me that that line was five when it came out. Tommy, what's your take here? Uh, yeah, everyone's really going with the upset with Furman. It's a little bit scary on the public to me, but uh, a guy that I really respect in Peter Jennings, he likes Furman in this one, so I'm going to take Furman. Give me the Dins, one of the best offenses in the nation. All right, uh, Mark? I think Virginia shuts them down. I'll take Virginia. Give me the under. That's uh, I don't, I don't know what it is. wise in Virginia games. I don't know what it is, but Furman can play D as well. Uh, that Southern Conference puts out some good, solid, quality teams each and every year, whether it's Wofford or Chattanooga. I mean, whoever comes out of there at Greensboro, I mean, those teams are always there. And uh, ripe for an upset, we'll wait and see. But Virginia, I think, uh, will be able to. Tony Bennett, he's been burned once before, but that was as a one seed. So I think he'll uh, still have his guys ready to roll. Uh, Creighton, NC State. This should be a good one, but I'm on Creighton. I, I'm a McDermott fan, and, and I like this team offensively. But I did have Xavier against them because that's not a good matchup for Creighton. TV, what about you? Yeah, I'll take Creighton here. I have an NC State future, but that ticket's drawn dead. Uh, I'll take Creighton. NC State can't play away from home, and Creighton is finally healthy. Mark? NC State should not be in the tournament. Creighton. All right, so everybody's on Creighton. Baylor, UC Santa Barbara. I will say this. I was at the uh, final there at the Dollar Loan Center. This kid Mitchell can freaking play Mm -hmm. for Santa Barbara. And, I mean, if there's – I watched him the whole – second half against Cal State Fullerton to where he would look, he'd navigate, and you could see his peripheral vision, and he's looking, he's like, okay, I know there's a, a guy down there in the, in the pivot, but in the, in the key, but the angle where his body is, I know I'm going to get past my guy, so now am I going to be able to create contact with this guy or be able to protect my shot from the rim? He did it about five or six times in seven possessions in the second half. That's the difference between this Santa Barbara winning. Uh, Pasternak's not a bad coach, but still, you're going up against Baylor. Scott Drew's fine as long as he doesn't run into Jerome Tang in uh, Kansas State, I think. What about it, Chris? I have such a hard time picking against the Gauchos here. I'm, I'm going to go with Baylor, but it's You would a take the points, though, right? You take the points. I agree. Absolutely. I actually already took the points. Yeah, uh, we both took the points so yep. when it was at yeah. 12. I Yeah, grabbed some of that uh, Sunday night during the line movement for Bonanza. I agree. I agree. I think the Gauchos will cover the game, but what's uh, and you're gonna, you don't think they won, though, Tommy D? Yeah, it's a tough, that's a tough one to pick that upset. I'll take the, I'll take the Baylor Bears. Mark's going to tell me Baylor's going to smoke him. I'm going to say Baylor's going to smoke him. There you go. I, I know Mark Hope, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. I, I, I got a, I'm a pretty good. I mean, sometimes he'll, he'll throw me a curveball. Uh, Missouri. And Utah State, this is going to be a good one. How about mm-hmm. Gates, the job he's doing over there with Mizzou? Chris, I'll start with you. I'll go with Mizzou. Utah State's hot, but I'm going to go with Mizzou. Pick them game, too. Yeah. Give me Utah State here. Mark? I got Missouri. I got Missouri as well. I think Utah State is uh, going to run into uh, some problems down low, but we'll see. It is, uh, they can shoot it. And I love Funk. Funk is fun. Ashworth's pretty good as well. Uh, Arizona and Princeton. I love my sister, man, because, you know, it's funny when people fill out brackets and they don't follow all this. Now, she knows her college, too, but she's a Jersey girl, so she just took Princeton. And I said, well, you know, sis, I said, I remember Santa Clara knocking off Arizona back in the Lute Olsen days. What about it, Chris? (laughs) Uh, You know, Princeton handles the ball very well. They don't turn it over very much. Definitely an upset spot. I can't pick against Arizona, though. One of the best teams, most talented teams in the country. I agree. Isabella should have a big game, but he, he screwed, up, screwed up at the end there a couple of times. They're lucky UCLA screwed up a little more down the stretch of the Pac-12 championship game. Tommy? 
Yeah, I'm going with Princeton here. Uh, no, other way, other way. I'm going with Wow, Arizona. look at this jersey. Misspoke. Oh, wow. Look at, look at that. <laughs> wow. The Freudian slip from I was, Jersey right I was there. looking at the Princeton odds for the Sweet 16, but no, I'm, oh, I'm taking Arizona. All right, and, and Mark no Hope, problem. You get, Mark. No problem, Arizona. This, right. this bracket is Alabama-Arizona, period. Right, so, I agree. Yeah, I, well, I, I, I've, got, I've got Arizona and, uh, and Bama as well. And, uh, boy, I'll tell you what. If Balo could shoot free throws – I'd probably take Arizona, but I'm going to trust Alabama a little bit more. Down they're going to get that ball to Miller. But I like Zabellis and, and, and Kerr, too. Creesa, if he's – boy, he made some really boneheaded plays in the second half against UCLA to foul out, which is not like him. But, man, those uh, – Well, that's their problem. They, they, they do things that they shouldn't do, and they do them all the time. I mean, this is a team that could have had a shot to be the number one team in the country and just – yeah, did, lost, did lost two home games. things every once in a while. Lost so. the lost the buzzer beater at Arizona State, but they lost to Wazoo at home too. Broke the uh, a twenty eight game winning streak, I think, at McHale Center. Uh, so, all right, so uh, Chris, who do you have coming out of that South region? I absolutely agree with both of you guys. I got Zona and Alabama. Alabama going to the Final Four. Okay, uh, and Tommy, you're the same. Nope, I have Zona beating Alabama. Okay, but you got okay, so you got those two, and you have Arizona. Mark, who do you have? Alabama, Mark. I at the moment have Alabama. Okay, uh, over Zona. Yeah, that's. Uh, I want to say I think I, I took Arizona. I think I took Arizona there. I, I I don't have the bracket that I filled out, so I'm looking at a blank one here. Uh, let me cruise on down, guys. Let's go real quick. We'll uh, hit the east, and then we'll jump and and take a break. We'll go rapid fire. We know Purdue going to take care of business against Texas Southern. FDU Fairleigh Dickinson winner. Uh, Memphis and Florida Atlantic. Tommy. Yeah, you say. Oh, I thought you said you didn't have a. No, bracket. no, no. I don't have one that's uh, that I filled out. Oh, I have gotcha. I have my one filled out, but I didn't. It's somewhere in this uh, mound of paper. But TV, real quick, Memphis, Florida, Atlantic. Memphis versus Florida Atlantic. I'm looking for it on here because I have eight nine eight nine seed. I got Memphis. Chris? Memphis to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I got Memphis on this one too. I got Memphis. I think on the Elite Eight as well. Uh, Oral Oral Roberts and Duke. I think this game's going to be closer <laughs> than people think. Tom's already laughing Oral at me. Roberts. I love Oral Tosha, Roberts. Oklahoma. Love them. Love Paul Mills. Love yep. Max Asmus. Love this team. They beat Duke and go to the Sweet Sixteen. Wow, they you got him to the beat them. Okay, because yeah. I, I I've got I like them with the points, and it's not it's not a lot, but I, I I like them. It's a veteran team. The summit is way down, and Mark knows that. He's a North Dakota State guy, but usually South Dakota State basketball is kingpin in that conference. Yeah. and Oral Roberts made them look foolish at times they you know they hung in there in the game the regular season game in south dakota but uh yeah the Sora roberts team's 30 and 4 and i like mills as well mark i think that they ran into the wrong team at the wrong time duke yeah duke's playing the best ball that they've played and shire deserves a heck of a lot of credit in his first year getting that team ready uh tennessee and louisiana this is not a bad raging cajun team uh, I may look at the points. This Tennessee offense has trouble. And without Ziegler now running the point, Chris? Give me Louisiana straight up. Really? I think they win it. The Sun Belt was really tough to win this year. Uh, you cannot downplay how hard the Sun Belt was to win this year. Very talented teams, one through four, very good very good tournament. Uh, Louisiana, uh, Tennessee runs into a wrong team with Louisiana. Tennessee's not going to be able to keep up with them. T? I think it's an interesting concept. Uh, Louisiana's got a 14% chance on the odds to make it to the uh, round of 32 to get out of that game. Um, I just don't know that I can take them, though. I think I've got to go to Tennessee. Yeah, I, 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 I just have a feeling Tennessee, Rick Barnes will find a way to get it done, but I don't, know, I don't think it'll be easy. 
Mark? Yeah, I've got Tennessee, too. All right. Uh, then we've got Kentucky-Providence real quick. I've got Providence, Tommy. Uh, I have Kentucky. 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 All right. Uh, I, I, I think Cooley, at the end of the day, I think Cooley can outcoach Coach Cal. Hopefully he learned from his Memphis days. <laughs> Uh, Kansas State, Montana State. I think we all have K State. Jerome no. Tang doing a great job. You're going to go with Danny State. Sprinkle. I'm going with Montana State. Wow, two, I know two they programs. have experience. Yeah, but on I, very different trajectories. Experienced team, a solid offense, a better defense. I think Montana State didn't look didn't look that great in the uh, in the Big Sky. And the Big Sky wasn't really that good this year. It, it wasn't, but they had teams that could shoot three. And I think Kansas State just they just fumble sometimes. They they spin their wheels out the gate. I watched a lot of Big Twelve this year, and Kansas State is not one of those teams that I think is on the upward trajectory as we head in. Montana State could catch them in a bad spot. I'm going to be one of those few people that'll take Montana State straight up. There you go. All right. I, I will say. I mean, a bunch of the teams that Chris has picked here in the upsets so far are fading the public pretty heavily as far as uh, what Pool Genius has as their, as their public pick percentages right now, and they're pulling from ESPN, Yahoo, and Run Your Pool. Still really early when it comes to the brackets, but yeah. All right, Mark? Yeah, I'm, I, th- this is all Kansas State. All right, and then Michigan State, USC, real quick, guys, because we got to go to break. Tommy? Michigan State. Sparty. Yeah, I've got Michigan State here, too. All right, I'll make it unanimous. Uh, you know, I know, I know Mark didn't have them in. I think USC, you know, definitely would be in over some of the teams that, like Nevada. I'd have USC in all day over Nevada. Uh, Marquette and Vermont. I know Vermont. I know John Becker's doing a great job there. I got Marquette going all the way to the Final Four. So, uh, Tommy? Marquette. Uh, yeah, I got Marquette in this one. Vermont covers. Marquette wins. Marquette beats Memphis in the Elite Eight to go to the Final Four. Yep, I got him going to the Final Four. In fact, I have him going to the Final Game. Uh, Marco. My current sheet of integrity says Purdue Marquette with Purdue advancing, but not going to be surprised if Duke or Marquette gets out of this bracket. Yep, it's going to be a fun one. All right, when we come back, we'll have 10 minutes to go rapid fire the Midwest and the West. We'll throw some lines out there on some of these games. Uh, time flies, folks. I mean, gosh darn it, with all this football, like why does the NFL have to get involved during March Madness? Can they just wait? But they can't really because the draft is coming up in April. Live from Vegas, we'll wrap things up. SportsX Radio, PSBR Lost Studios, 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on that Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. We'll be right back. All right, TV at work. You got this one as we wrap up Indiana Sports Radio. Jones. Finish with an easy one. There That's you easy. go. Mark Hope there making it go. easy on him because he knew it's got to be rapid fire. Only have about, uh, about six and a half minutes to get through two brackets, guys. Let's uh, pick it up, and I'll try and throw some lines out there. Uh, we all have Houston over Northern Kentucky. Not mm-hmm. that the Norse won't play with heart because we know they can. Iowa-Auburn, this is my ties to Fran McCaffrey and, of course, Bruce Pearl. It's going to be a, a tough game. I mean, there's no question about it. I, I'm hoping Iowa doesn't go out in the first round like they did last year to Richmond. Chris? Iowa, love their offense. Give me Auburn. I'm taking Iowa. Great game, though. Mm-hmm. All right, I agree. It's a good game. I'll go with Iowa. Sentimental there. Uh, but, yeah, won't shock me if Bruce Pearl and Auburn win the game. Miami and Drake, this is going to be a good game, yes. I think. I, I mean, I like Miami's athleticism and Laranega, but I like this Drake team, man. They can shoot the ball. Chris? Love Drake. Give me him. I have Drake in the Sweet 16. Wow. All right, Mark? Um, I've, Miami's got injury issues, too. I'm taking Drake. All right, uh, KT, I, I think Miami wins the game, but I think it'll be close. I think Drake covers the line. Uh, Chris, what is that line right now? Uh, 
It was at six when I took Drake's, okay. but I don't know what it is anymore. All right. Indiana and Kent State. This is going to be another good game. Kent State is a good team. The wrong team for Toledo to run into in the finals of the uh, Mid-American Conference. Tommy, who do you like? I, I have Indiana, but I am very much straddling. Chris? Uh, same exact with Stom. Mark? Yeah, I, I think Indiana's just got a little too much, but not going to be surprised if there's an upset here, too. Iowa State gets the winner of Mississippi State Pitt. I, I, just here in Vegas, they had no idea how good a coach T.J. Otzelberger is. I like this Iowa State team. And remember, Grill got kicked off the team. They're still excelling right now. I got Iowa State. Tom? I've got Mississippi State. Iowa State. I've got Iowa State, too. There you go. So Tommy will be out after Pitt knocks off Mississippi State, and he won't even have an entry in the game. All right, great. Uh, Xavier and Kennesaw State, fun story, Chris. Kennesaw State, incredible story how bad this team was, but good to see him win. I mean, at the expense of Liberty, my sister's getting her Ph.D. there, so she's not happy. But uh, what's your take on this one? No problem for Xavier, right? I appreciate Kennesaw State for winning me my futures ticket, but i got to go with Xavier. Everybody, Xavier. everybody's on Xavier. Mark, I got Xavier, but watch this game too. Yeah, I, I yeah, this whole absolutely. this whole bracket. There's five. I think there's five lower seeds that could get through. So be careful on this. All one. right. Well, one of them's Penn State. You got them beating Texas A&M. Mark, that's your boys. No, I do not. I have Texas A&M. Wow. As everybody. much as it breaks my heart, I got I got Penn State. Tommy, I got A&M. Two low seeds. Chris, Penn State. Let's split it. There you go. Me and Chris. All right. We'll. Uh, We'll hang together there. How about uh, move on down? How about Texas and Colgate? I took Colgate in all those points. It dropped quickly a point and a half. Uh, this is a pretty good Colgate team, Chris. Very good offensive Colgate team. Matches up well against Texas. I also took the points, but Texas straight up. Right. Yeah, Texas was the Same win. exact. Took the points, Texas yeah. straight up. There you go. All right, so we're all on the same side. Move down to the west. Kansas and Howard. We all got Kansas. Arkansas, Illinois. Musselman and Underwood. Two good coaches, Chris. Give me Musselman. Arkansas. TV? Kansas, Arkansas. All right, uh, Mark? Totally going to disagree. Arkansas overrated. Illinois takes them out. All right, I got Arkansas as well. So three Arkansas, one Illinois. St. Mary's, VCU. This is a tough one. Baldwin's pretty solid player. Leads that uh, Rams offense there. Chris, what about it? St. Mary's, Randy Bennett. You know he's seething after getting embarrassed by Gonzaga over here at the Orleans Arena. But what else is new? It's the uh, WCC (laughs) tournament. It's the Kennel South down here. What about it? I was at that game. Uh, Give me VCU. Same. Per my sheet of integrity, he's going to be seething more. I take VCU. All right. I'm the only one that will take St. Mary's here. I'll give Randy Bennett a shot. Uh, UConn and Iona. Patino probably heading to St. John's or maybe somewhere else. But UConn, uh, Dan Hurley's got a pretty good squad. What about a TV? I got UConn in my Elite Eight. Wow. Chris? Uh, Yeah, Patino exits early. Give me UConn. Mark? Yeah, I got UConn. But this is going to be a better game than people think. I, I yeah, yeah. If, they, if 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 you if uh, Iona didn't lose their big guy, it'd be a better game. Uh, TCU against the winner of Arizona State and Nevada. So I think we all think Arizona State will get there. But I I like Jamie Dixon's team. Mike with Miles back, I think they're okay. Always pick one first four game. Give me ASU. All right. Yep, ASU. No, I'm gonna <laughs> heavily disagree. TCU right. is a team that could get to the final four. Couple G spots over here: Gonzaga and Grand Canyon. Our second daughter graduated Grand Canyon. Nice tournament. I mean, took care of business in a big way over yeah. Southern Utah in the finale. But uh, Zags are peaking right now, so I think we're all on Gonzaga, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, all on Gonzaga. Northwestern in and Boise game, State. Yeah, Northwestern and Boise State going to be a good one. I took Northwestern, but won't surprise me if Leon Rice and the guys can get it done. Tommy. Northwestern. Boise. 
Northwestern. All right. Uh, representing the Mountain West over there. See, it's, it pays to be in Las Vegas over here. Uh, UCLA, UNC, Asheville. Asheville's a pretty solid team. UCLA down a couple bigs. Uh, it's going to hurt them down the line, but I think they take care of business in this one. Unanimous UCLA? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I have UCLA losing to Connecticut to go to the Final Four. What about uh, Mark? I have Gonzaga taking out Kansas to go to the Final Four. I, I, I think Gonzaga with UCLA's injuries. Gonzaga's going to get through that game, and Kansas is looking a little shaky. Chris? UConn beating the Zags. I got Kansas winning the West. I got them uh, coming back. In fact, I got Kansas beating Marquette for the uh, the whole enchilada and going back-to-back. I think the best thing that happened to Kansas was they got they didn't lose to Texas. They got they got buried by Texas in the second half, and that will, without Bill Self there, he's watching. There's a lot of things he's going to be able to fix, I think, yeah. uh, moving forward. So we'll see how it pans out. Uh, your final four real quick, Tommy. I have Houston, Connecticut, Marquette, Arizona. Chris? Bama, Indiana, UConn, and Marquette. Um, I've got Alabama, Texas, Gonzaga, and Purdue. All right. And I've got Texas, Kansas, Marquette. And I can't remember if I took Arizona or Alabama. I think because it was in the south, I probably took Bama. Uh, but I have Kansas beating Marquette in the final. Tommy, who do you have in your final? I have Houston take it down Arizona. And, of course, it's in Houston at NRG. Chris? Bama over the Huskies. UConn. There you go. (laughs) I have Bama over Texas right now, but hoping it'll be Houston. All right. Should be a lot of fun. Tomorrow, lots of college basketball all night long. John Cole going to be in studio. Kenny Kelly, Mark Hoke, of course. It'll be a fat Tuesday. Going to do it for us on a big-time show Monday. Appreciate you all listening. Archives up in about 45 minutes from now. Till tomorrow, you know the rules. No drinking and driving, no texting and driving. Most of all, God bless our troops. God bless you live from Vegas Sports X Radio, 101.5 FM, KDWN, streaming live on that Odyssey app. God bless, folks. Talk to you tomorrow night. Have a great evening. Good night, everybody.